Chapter 1 The Garden of Eden, God's Kingdom on Earth Everywhere I go, I am discovering that more and more people worldwide are tired of religion. Not long ago, I was invited to speak at an international spiritual conference in Mexico City. It was truly an ecumenical meeting of global proportions. Featured speakers, including a leading Hindu sheikh, as well as one of the chief imams of Islam, the Dalai Lama himself, was immediately ahead of me on the schedule. The Catholic Archbishop of Mexico was there, as was the Anglican Archbishop of Canterbury from England. I was the only evangelical on the list of speakers. As my wife and I arrived in Mexico City, we were uncertain as to how we would be received. We needn't have worried. These interfaith folks greeted us enthusiastically with warm hugs and encouraging words. In fact, the woman who was in charge of coordinating everything said to me, We know you well by reputation. Feel free to speak however you wish. Say whatever you want to say. My allotted time slot for speaking was the last on the schedule. After three o'clock in the afternoon, all the other speakers had preceded me, and those sessions were scantily attended. I don't know what word went out about me, but when it was my turn to speak, the meeting was packed. Seated right on the front row with my wife were the Buddhist, Hindu, and Muslim leaders, all decked out in their fine robes. As I surveyed the large crowd, I thought, Lord, have mercy, and then I got excited. I took off my human fear, stepped onto the stage in the power of the Holy Spirit, and said, Stand up, everybody. We're going to pray. Let's hold hands together and agree by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody in that stadium did exactly what I asked. The anointing came upon me with authority. I began to pray, and something hit the arena. All of a sudden, everybody started crying, except for the sound of soft weeping. The place was very quiet. Finally, I said, Be seated. By now it was so quiet you could have heard a pin drop. Today, I said, I want to speak with you about God's original purpose and why God made every human being. I know I had one opportunity to speak the message they all needed to hear. When I concluded my remarks 35 minutes later, the meeting erupted in a standing ovation. Shouts of more, more, more rose throughout the arena. The director came out on stage, clapping and nodding in agreement. Give them more, she urged me, smiling. More? Yes, they want to hear more. Please continue. So for the next 25 minutes, I told them why Jesus Christ is different from Buddha, Mohammed, Confucius, and all the other founders of the world's religions. First, I said, let me clarify and make it perfectly clear that I am not a religious man. Second, I am convinced that the number one source of all of our problems is religion. The place was absolutely quiet. Third, I am here to represent a man who was never religious and whose theology, philosophy, and ideology are far above religion. I believe that his thesis on human manners and humanity's future is the only answer we have. After analyzing all of the other presentations and all the ideologies that you have presented, I proclaim that his is superior.
Although it hardly seemed possible, the room got even quieter. For example, I continued, Most religions say an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but this greater philosopher says, Love your enemies. The Muslim imam squirmed in his chair. I came to talk about what we need the most. We don't need more religion in the world because all of us know that we are the problem. What we need is a government in the world, and I have come to tell you about an alternative government, the only one that works in the kingdom of God. Every single person in this room has misunderstood Jesus Christ.